Rússia. Harrison Rivet up here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. Good morning, everybody. You know who it is by now. Tony Martin. <laughs> We're trying to resist doing Rick's Sun Voices today. Because it seems to have caught on all over again. You might remember last year we had a lot of trouble with this. The girl's happy. And eventually it had to be banned. Mm because people were turning against it. They were. We sort of had oh, The whole station was de-rexed. Yeah. Stop people saying it around the corridor. Yeah. But now, thanks to Stato Garrow, Stato oh. Chalaro bringing in Rex Hunt's address to the nation, yeah. it's starting all over again. Hundreds, literally hundreds. You have fooled me! <laughs> With hundreds of emails requesting we play more. Now... We're only allowed to play a small excerpt of it because of the bugs in the scrap industry. <laughs> Can we hear that clip just one more time? 100 years from now, I dream that a father and his son will catch a mighty big snapper in Port Phillip Bay. And perhaps, just perhaps, they might remember the fat kid from Mordialic High School who kissed a fish and let it go. They might also remember the same kid standing up to the thugs in the scallop industry who thought their standover tactics would work again. They didn't. Last week, that fat kid was in Cambridge two hours out of London. A bloke came up and said he enjoyed my show. He gave me a business card. The address was the Netherlands. This is dizzy stuff, folks. <laughs> People wanted them to ring home, they wanted to, uh, to motivate them, they wanted them in their car on the way to work, and uh, fire people up. Yeah. Can't play any more of it. We can't do it. Mm. Have we got any more Ritz? I tell you what, uh, this arrived in the mail today. Yeah. This is a recent Ritz Hunt recording session. Oh, wow. I don't know what it is. We want to just play it? Yeah, okay. Here we go. Okay, Rex, you comfortable? Yep. Now, you've read the text. Magnificent. You just want to go for one? Yeah, look, mate, uh, I've rejected a speech. Uh, what do you mean? I just put it in the lingo. Rex, this is uh, a talking book. We yeah. have to follow the original. Yeah, mate, let's, let's just give it a crack. Well. Go, oh, mate, uh, roll tape. Here we go. As Professor Robert Langdon stood in the famous museum, the Louvre, looking at the dead body of the museum's renowned curator, he knew instantly who was responsible. Like whites and losers who don't know the meaning of hard work and elbow grease and who have never done a decent day's hard yakka or toil in their lives. It wasn't the first time the famous professor had been confronted with this yibbity-yibbity about overstaying. Oh, sure. He'd taken on the thugs in the scholar industry and won. Somebody had to. But his overstay mob were fair dinkum, mongrels and bludgers. Just like my own critics. Parasites. Knockers. Who went up the first thing about fishing. Let you down. Every time. Without fail. Or exception. Oh, sure. Da Vinci had his critics too. But where are they now? Well, I'll tell you, folks. Sitting back on the couch, rolling a fat cigarette, pitching, and waiting for the next handout on the Gravy Train Express to nowhere town. Uh, Rex, we might have to drop, uh, well, at the very least, the 
Mikey. Come on, mate. It's just a bit of colour. And uh, Dan Brown makes no references to the scallop industry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Suddenly, a voice, a shadowy figure in that famous French museum, the Louvre. It hands the professor a business card. The address... The Netherlands. This is dizzy stuff, folks. Old Leonardo was bloody spot on when he said, and I quote, his own words verbatim. Nothing was ever invented while sitting back rolling a fat cigarette. Yeah, Rick, uh, look, I don't think this is worth it. Just, just keep going. But Professor Langdon dared to dream that maybe, just maybe, or perhaps, one day, in the future, years from now, a kitty might pass by that famous French museum, the Louvre, and remember the fat kid from Mordialic High who took off the funds from the scallop industry in the Priory of Sion. Oh yeah, this is Da Vinci stuff, folks. <laughs> Actually, this morning, uh, I was in the bathroom, which is near our office, and you mustn't have known I was there. And you were just going, you were completely by yourself, no one around, just walking up the stairs going, Rogers, get me. <laughs> I'm telling you, you love it. Giant resist. You have floored me. Totally floored me. I love that, the, the hang on totally. Yeah, yeah, just in case you didn't get it. It's addictive. What voices can you not stop doing? We'll be talking about that later. Greg Fleet will be on for a bit of that. Let's get the show started. <laughs> Here and get this. <laughs> Powderfinger here again this around the nation on Triple M, where last month, oh no, two months ago now, Capril was uh, taking parts of the nation by storm, I guess that's the word. The Capril t-shirts that we gave out, there was only 250 of them. Yeah, limited edition. That's right. Someone's put one on eBay yesterday. Five bucks, no bids. Oh, don't worry, overnight, it's gone mad. Look at this. Mm. It's up to $11.09. This is dizzy stuff, folks. That's uh, according to Andrew, who's emailed us. I think uh, Cecilia on the phone is going to be providing us with updates. Mm. Yeah. Let's see if we can get it up. dollars How much did the uh, nothing that the cage in uh, in Melbourne was... Um, I don't know. Auctioning off. I don't know. It's only up to 200 and something. Yeah, but they were dangling nudity in front of the bar. Ah, that's true. And also it's the charity. Okay. See, once you had the charity element. Okay. We don't want to ruin everything. No, it ruins all the fun. <laughs> so how about this, Tone? How about uh, we, we throw in a sweetener? Yeah. Whoever, whoever buys it. No, no, just hear me out. Yeah. Whoever buys it, you will wear the T-shirt. That's all. Just the T-shirt, nothing down bottom. Mm. And you'll walk, do a little parade. I will. Yeah. It's not going to happen. <laughs> It's just going to be frightening. That's going to turn viewers away. Or listeners, if you prefer. See, I'm not built. I'm not stacked. You're more shaped for this kind of gear. That's no. true. You've done centurion work. I thank God you're here. I have done some centurion work. I've done, I've done Hessian sack work. I'll do plenty for this show, but I'm not free ball. Really? Not going to happen. It's the line. But you have floored me. <laughs> totally floored me. <laughs> The cable shirt, what is it up to? Do we know for no, no, still still sorry, yeah. Get off the porn. Mm. Have a look. Hey, here's an idea Ooh. from uh, Matthew Chappell. He wants uh, us to celebrate Proctober. Ah, to raise awareness for prostate cancer. All oh, right. 
How do we celebrate that? In studio proctology. Oh, oh. fantastic. From Toba coming soon. Uh, well, yeah, okay. I'll we'll be up for it. You heard it first. Yeah. You're right, Rich, because I know you're still suffering from the effects of the Sorry, point. yeah, no, I have a cold, and plus I just went for a big run downstairs yeah. to get something. I was running and going a while. I to go down a flight. But having said that, uh, Lost and Running by Powderfinger, the perfect soundtrack to do it to. Yeah. Uh, because it's all about running. It's all going to be worth it in a few moments, Rich. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. Uh, ringtone. <sighs> People want this is a ringtone. Let's give the Labour Party one. Right up the bracket. Thank you. <laughs> that was uh, the senator. Uh, I'm not sure if he was a senator, but he was a former Labor, uh, Liberal Minister, Michael Hodgman. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's who you want uh, ringing your phone. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, I've had it enough. Everything has been set up. This is something that fizzled up on the show for two or three days now. Yeah, this is what I think the problem is, Rich. Mm. Whenever you and I decide we're going to do something like this, mm. Tony makes it sound like it's the moon launch, you know, the moon landing or whatever. Like, this is going to be <laughs> the greatest piece of radio that's ever, you know, he spends 14 hours a day putting late line together and then goes, oh, let's just play this silly little thing I've done. And then it totally kills. Yeah. Are you having a heart attack, Rich? It's not fun. As I said, I just went for a jog. If he's a plan to try and get out of this sketch, Rich. <laughs> okay. I got a note from his mum, because unless I've got a medical certificate. <laughs> <laughs> I just love everything. Everything needs a bit of radio fizzle. We're on a national sort of platform here. Yeah. We're not just turning on dirty rubbish. <laughs> But you have flawed me. Yes. Totally flawed me. This, this has the potential to bring the show undone. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's great, because this script has been sitting around for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exciting reworked by Brett Ratner. That's uh, on parchment. Okay. <laughs> Brett Ratner? Yeah. Don't bring his name up. The no. director of the Rush Hour films. Yeah. Ooh, that's soiled the atmosphere. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Richard and I have organised an exclusive interview. Not with Tony Montfield. Not with Tony, you know. These are people no one wants to hear from. We've, just, we've got an interview, Rich, yeah. with somebody who has spent over $50,000 in Nigeria to become oh. part of the royal family. Wow. Yeah. There's someone who's been getting these emails. Yeah, fallen for the scam. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. And they're very happy. So uh, let's go and cross that interview now. <laughs> to welcome a man who's sitting here, uh, a man who answered the call to be part of the Nigerian royal family, oh, yep, yep. simply by sending $20,000 every single month for a year to a random email address. His name is Morgan Sorbet. Morgan, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. Uh, so have you sent money to Nigeria? Plenty warm feeling inside me I have now. Thank you. Uh, yes, but have you got anything in return? Mm. Yeah, nuggets of plenty I can steal. Drop me one Sunday at my place and let your eyes rejoice. But you're wearing a barrel. Your family tells me you're completely broke. Oh, no, 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 just hold my plums here uh, for a minute. I am Prince Mr. Nigeria. Uh, you can touch me like that, tiny dancer. It's great. So, so you're saying you don't regret it? In the forest full of earrings I live. Uh, but these emails go to hundreds of people. I am simply messenger of joy for them. Well, how, how can you actually be Nigerian royalty? <laughs> Big family is like a bus full of junkies. Scholars industry can feel togetherness of Nigeria royal family through me. I breathe. They live. Me and source. Uh, well, Your Highness, uh, thank you for your time. Happy to be in you, I am. I had no idea you could speak fluent scam email. Yeah, I can. <laughs> It's a great language. Thank it's you. It's the language of love. It's the language of poetry. I speak pig Latin and scam email. Have you noticed they do that thing now where, because they have filters at your server that recognize shonky yeah. phrases like real making gold, 
They do that thing of just typing some random phrase into the headline. Yeah, cover me in source. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Erectile dysfunction, colon, cover me in source. We have got to get... What if we were to write with a lump of two together? Let's compose a poem. Yeah. Like a sort of, uh, I don't know, a masterwork. Like an opus. An epic. Over eight or nine verses. Get Rex Hunt to do it. Wouldn't that sound good? Rex Hunt's how? It'll probably end up... It'll probably end up being you doing Rex Hunt. Yeah, but I'm willing to go with that. All right. <laughs> Something else we probably won't get round to hearing. Get this. Thank you, Martha. Thank you, the muffins. Echo Beach here. Get this on Triple M. How about a phone topic, Tone? One day. Yes. Yeah. Great songs to drive dodging cars to. Really? Because that's a beauty. I've got to do good songs for driving through the car wash, too. Oh, yeah. And a lot more car wash. Mm. Oh, the uh, bikini car wash? Oh, the yeah. nude car wash. Oh. All the nude massage centre where they've done away with car washes all together. Car wash. Getting in the way. Uh, okay, we've... Well, there's a cable T-shirt, one of our old cable T-shirts on eBay. Uh, Cecilia, oh, she's on the phone. No, it's, it's up to $13 at the moment. $13? <laughs> Here comes an update. Oh, Cecilia, what's it up to? $55. $55 <laughs> during one Martha and the Muffins track. That's how far it's gone up. <laughs> no one's going to pay $55. Invest in these See, that's the kind of power we wield. You know? I'll sell mine for 15 We've got Jonestown clout here at this show. Although we haven't uh, managed to get the uh, KFC Tower Burger to come yeah. back. A lot of people getting behind that. They want to see that burger back. How big is it? I don't think I've seen the, the Tower Burger. Yeah, how tall? Comes with a stepladder. <laughs> Got to bring it back. Mm. Uh, not our sponsors, of course. We're no. talking uh, Nissan Navara with its huge pulling power. What a 4x4. Four four. Uh, They're our sponsors. Um, there's some kind of uh, downstairs in the sponsorship promotions advertising department. Yes. I've never seen such a giant whiteboard. Mm. That was, it was a tower burger of a oh, whiteboard. It was just the energy captain had them whipped into a frenzy. What is going on down there? They're insight mining. Insight mining. Mm. We've got to go along with some of that. They're not allowed. Because they think we'll make fun of it. Oh. Like we're doing right now. Yeah, we're not very popular around here. No. no. Someone said something to me the other day who works here at the station. Uh, I'm going, what are we going to do with all the podcasts that are in there? And he goes, oh, well, you want to migrate them over to there. I'm going, hey, what, what are you saying? Because I'd suggested we move them. No, no, yeah, you called me up on Nathan. Yeah. You know, migrate them. Yeah, you could move them, but that would uh, that'd be simple. I'm saying, hang on, you've actually replaced mm. a shorter word mm. with a longer word. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. takes longer yeah. to say that you're going to migrate something. Yeah, but it's um, yeah, you don't know, you wouldn't understand it, Tony. It's technical. Just say move it. No, migrate doesn't make any sense. Migrate in violation when you <laughs> migrate me. <laughs> <laughs> I like to migrate it, migrate it. Migrate it. You know that song? I like to leave it, move it. So they were the same ring. Right, so. Yeah. Migrate it on up. What? Moving on up, sorry. Is that how you, that's not how it goes. Oh, I was thinking of. No. Moving up, nothing can hold me down. That's how that goes. I was going back to uh, Curtis Mayfield. Oh, I was in people. Theme from the group tube. Ah, oh, right. I think you're fine. Now. Okay, thank you, music. Yes. Well, don't we have some music? Some music? Oh, because you know it's coming in in the next hour. Deeply. Yeah, it's the creator of Jumper Pan. <laughs> we'll find out if that's catching on. <laughs> have you seen much of it in the streets? No. Seen anyone doing the cardigan waddle? <laughs> <laughs> what is 
going on out there? Hey, what about this? A Chinese man is facing trial over claims he dug a tunnel from his house into an abandoned coal mine. Uh, police found the secret operation during a routine door-to-door search for migrants. We heard loud factory noises coming from someone's house. Mm-hmm. Upon entering his yard, we found a lot of coal mining tools. <laughs> tools. Yeah. Coal mining tools in several huge piles of coal. That'd be a giveaway. Mm-hmm. The tenant of the house, Mr. Bruce Wayne, allegedly admitted no. His name's Mr. Song. <laughs> Songy admitted he rented the house because it was only 10 metres from an abandoned coal mine. Coal mine, not gold mine. That would be in Nigeria. Yeah, so hang on, what's he done? He's just reopened the coal mine. Yeah, he's dug a tunnel from his garage to the coal mine. I don't know why. I'd like to think that it was all just to, you know, maintain one small fireplace. <laughs> oh, hang on, a bit nippy, popping down to the mine. Yeah, I'll be right. <laughs> like, you know, just hundreds of enslaved children with torches on their head drilling for coal for one bloke. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to catch on. Yeah, I need a mine. Yeah, secret passages, that's what I like. Did you want one of those when you were a kid? I have one. Where you pull a candlestick and a bookshelf swings open? Uh, it wasn't that elaborate. It was more open a door and walk into the crawl space. So uh, it was still, uh, still where I used to hang out. I was constantly trying the bookshelf. Surely one of these <laughs> swing open, leading to a cave. That's all I wanted as a kid. Was that too much to ask? Yes. <laughs> Secret passages. <laughs> uh, music. You say music. The music of Greg Fleet. That's a wonderful show. Remember. You remember when he came in on our 100th show? Last year. And serenaded us with crunk. Yo, this is going to tell you that you get this cool. Check it out. Oh, what? Oh, what? We love them. Is there a bad one? 
Was there a bit? I remember well, Green On. That was pretty ordinary. But that was years ago. Uh, yeah. Carnival was fantastic, but they acted. Yeah. Like the English one? No, it was like a, it was a travelling carny show. Yeah, no. I keep saying that because it was on the ABC and everything just seems English. Oh, what? <laughs> it's on the ABC. Yeah. People saying you forgot Rome. That was supposed to be pretty good. I didn't see Roman's show. The whole series based around the B-52 stuff. Yeah, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem he'd get a whole series out of it. I know. That guy just up the back constantly going, as big as a whale. I like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I just like saying that bit. Uh, Rome. Now, this is interesting. I think the Rome they showed on Channel 9 here was the censored version mm. made for British audiences. Mm. Often HBO will do a tamer version. Mm. Okay. Important <laughs> to know. What else? Um, oh, yeah. Okay, the bid for the Capital T-shirt. This man here, Jeremy, is bidding for it. What are we up to, Nikki? Where is it? 80 bucks. $80. And we're not even doing it for a good cause. Yeah, see, I don't, oh. $94. I'm sorry they don't like this. Because we gave it away in good faith, right? Mm. And now someone's trying to profit off that. Yeah, that's not cool. <laughs> the things necessarily have to be cool. I get this. <laughs> yeah. Think about that one. Big Love, that's another one we've yeah, missed off yeah. the list. That's on the ABC. That was rejected by Channel 9. They slung it to Channel 9. They said, oh, no one's blonde. Give it to HBN. <laughs> Apparently that's great with uh, Bill Paxton on Sunday night. Yeah, so keep an eye out for the HBO yeah. show. Okay. Uh, environmental affairs. Are we canvassing it today? Yes, coming soon. <laughs> now what's melting? But in the meantime, <laughs> let's have some music. Have we got uh, anything that sounds like new crowded house? <laughs> around the nation on Triple M. We left another one off our HBO list. Balls. That's the prison one. You did. Yeah. That one's hilarious. I'm just too frightened to watch that show. <laughs> you watch that one, Rich? Yeah, I've watched a few of them, yeah. You love prison dramas? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I enjoy it. It's like Sex in the City meets um, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. yeah. Who we've got tomorrow? <gasps> Will Arnett. Joe from Arrested oh, Development. No, no. Co-hosting in the second hour. He was in a prison movie. Let's go to prison. Let's go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because his character, Joe, does, yes. does that in the Arrested Development series. Yeah. He's great, you know what I'm saying? Maybe no. Okay. that sort of stuff in public. You mm. just go up and apparently it's on 
you can just uh, be as obscene as you want. Come on, get it on, go for it. And then when they complain, well, you started there. Yeah, it's a good way to go. It's, uh, and it was, it was all, you know, and it was all under the guise of stretching and touching yeah. and laughing. Right, disgusting couple behaviour. I think Cecilia was complaining that friends of hers have, uh, you know, two cutesy nicknames for each other. Mm. Like Poss, she said they call each other. Poss, Philip Possum, the uh, International Observer in yourself. You know, her full name the whole time, first name and last name. <laughs> that's, that's cool. <laughs> we get into a bit of that. Uh, it's a variation on that at our place, which is the uh, cockney insults that we've heard on TV. <laughs> you blag, you scrag, you mole. You harridan. So romantic. I know, it's so romantic. <laughs> Using all the English uh, insults. Hussy, trollop, uh, bluesy. Trumpets. 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 But it never busts that out in public. No. Or certainly talk about it on a national radio program. This <laughs> <laughs> is this. Mr. Marsden. Well, I, I, I know that um, in past relationships, because, yes. because you never actually use each other's name, you know what I mean? I do. Yeah, I know, but I, I've never called a girlfriend by her actual name. It always develops into darling or sweetie or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So when the lady, oh. <laughs> so when you really want to get their attention, that's when you use their, their actual name. Girls don't like that. They hate that. They hate the sound of their own name. for that. Also, in terms of disgusting couple behaviour, I know a couple who, at the end of a wash cycle, if there's no underpants around, they'll wear each other's. Um, That's true. Yeah, come on. It's kind of off-putting. Now, yeah. it's one thing to marry your cousin and yeah. put the photograph in the newspaper uh, of a weekend, <laughs> which most people most people seem to be doing. You seem to think so. It's another thing. <laughs> These really pink really numbers aren't mine, but she's they're comfy. Yeah. your front room. Mm. Um, well, what about, the other one I hate is when they buy something, couples buy something domestic, and they think you care. Uh, like I once went round to my friend's house, and he was with his, his sort of living girlfriend, uh, and and, she, and they said, "Do you notice anything different about the house?" And I was like, "Well, no. Uh, well, really, you're sitting on it. New couch? No, 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 no. no. It's a baby. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Look, we got some new cushions for the couch. We went last Saturday to IKEA, and he wanted to get the brown ones, but I said, "No, we are having the mustard, and I think I was right." <laughs> That'll be you one oh, day. Okay. That'll be you. It will day. not be me. No days, Tony. No days. No? Yeah. Okay. okay, what about uh, doing gratuitous uh, Rex Hunt impressions around the house? <laughs> you get into that with the missus? Oh, I, I do it. No one else knows what I'm talking about. You know, you, do you do it? Here's some dinner for you. You have floored me. <laughs> totally floored me. <laughs> Yeah, it's headed for the divorce courts, I think. <laughs> hey, listen to this. Here's some... Uh, well, we've been responsible for some annoying couple behaviour. Jules, a.k.a. Dingo Lady, says, You guys should be shot on sight for treating... <laughs> I know, it's a tad extreme. Wow. For teaching my husband the words, How come? As in Police 10-7, that's now his answer to everything. It's so annoying. Now, what she's referring to is a clip we played Mm. of a drunken gent on the New Zealand cops show, Police 107, mm. where he's going this cop, mm-hmm. but in true, polite New Zealand criminal way, totally pulls a U-turn at the end. Listen to this. By the time they arrive, a group of neighbours have cornered the drunk in a garden, and when Peter Ott tries to take him away, he decides it's a good time to put up a struggle. Oh, don't be silly now. Don't be silly now. Wait, 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 wait. Because you're under arrest. Because you're under arrest. Because you're under arrest. 
How silly. How silly. Paul's been drinking for hours and had started chasing people around the street before police were called. I'm gonna tell you, Paul. You're going to refrain from making a statement. You're going to consult the woman. The lawyer. I know the woman who owned the house. Okay, do you understand what I've just told you? What do you mean? Look, get away from her. I just put it on the air. You just racist me. Okay. You're racist. What you like? You're racist. Okay, dog. You're racist. Okay. Me. okay. I told you you're under arrest for disorderly behavior. No, never. Don't worry. Oh, well, I just did. Oh, <laughs>
thanks, Ed. How are you? Oh, thanks, my sir. What have you seen? Mate, so uh, me and my wife work late on Wednesday nights, and uh, when we have both cars at work, it's uh, it's a drag race from every set of lights from the mm. work uh, all the way home. Oh, yeah. Well, that sounds real romantic, as long as it's at legal speeds, of course. Yep. Of course. And, uh, of course. Yeah. And uh, as a dove car, we spend our nights watching Stingers DVDs. Stingers on DVD. Yeah, you don't, Matthew. You're <laughs> I've, got, I've got the one step of, uh, you know, one one step of whatever with that because I used to share a house with Ben Mendelssohn and he and I used to do exactly the same thing coming home from breakfast. We'd go for brekkie yeah. and then we'd have a little drag race on the way home. Yeah. And he's been in Stingers and so on. So it's, uh, it's one degree there of we go. one degree of Stingers. And can I just ask Matthew who wins these races? Well, when I used to have the company car, uh, she yeah. would win because she had the better car, but now my car's got a little bit over hers. So. Yeah. So the company car would always win because you could, you know, go from fourth to reverse and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> the company car's a bit crap, so. And do you give it, you know, the insult, the uh, dissing at the light to get into that? Oh, it's definitely. Whoever gets to the gate at home first has to open the gate. Oh, yeah. Which side? Yeah, when, the gate. when you get home, is it straight to the sexual position calendar? No, it's straight to the Stingers TV there. Yeah. Oh, we'll give it a bit of September 14 later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's pretty good. Who's going next? Hi, Shane, how are you? I'm good, thanks. And what have you seen? Uh, I've seen Brotan with my girlfriend. Uh, yeah. And I got one saying off it, which yeah. was Pow Pow. Oh, yes. I don't know if you know what that means. No, I haven't seen Brotan. Now, this is a cartoon series from New Zealand. That's right. Yeah, it's and not about a whole... It's not Alan Bro and his family living in a town. Although he could do some of the voices, being in New Zealand. He could, but what, no, it's not. What's the cleanest way that you can uh, describe pow pow? Um, it's a sexual term. Yeah. yeah. But, but I use it in other terms, like I get a dinner, I go, oh, nice dinner, pow pow. Oh, right. You're going to have the chicken pow pow. I, I use it in every everything, and she got that sick of it, and she's... She won't let me watch Brotown anymore. Oh, Brotown's bad. No, that's not. BT punishment. No Yeah, well, when uh, she says that you can't watch Brotown, you just say, How come? There you go. Oh, <laughs> we were looking for that clip. That's why there was a long gap. Yeah, that's what it's Should have seen the terror on the face of the Armitage Shanks. Have we got one more? Hello, Adam. How are you? Good thanks, mate. Uh, we're great, man. What's going on? Um, my wife and I, we, we call each other baby and pumpkin stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. That's pretty standard that stuff. That's your yeah. friends, though. Uh, we go around a friend's house, and within a fortnight, he's calling his wife what I've come up with. Oh. <laughs> your terms of endearment. That is yeah. right. So I'm making you one up two weeks later. He's using it again. Oh. I was wondering why that neighbour of yours calls his wife toilet head. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you've got. You've just got to start making a really insulting one. Yeah. Yeah. You rank old mole. Yeah. Yeah. Let's steal that one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to call you that and then we're going to get it all. Yeah. 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 Well, there you go. A core sample. Or a sample. Yeah. sample. Or a sample. Either way, I've just been to Brotown just for a moment. <laughs> really moment. Just for one syllable. It was a weird half sentence of Brotown. <laughs> Normally only happens when I'm drunk. <laughs> I was going to say in the next hour, Greg Fleet's here. <laughs> but he's already <laughs> leaving. <laughs> he's leaving. They're exploited him. They take every opportunity to exploit the public. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
uh, was the bathroom. Mm. Well, what it was was that actually that thing where I, and I don't actually get very drunk when I get drunk anymore. But I used to, when I get really drunk, I would get up in a situation like that and walk to where the toilet would be in my flat. No. <laughs> so I wandered around his room and it just turned out it was it was against the wall next to his head. I just stood there and started doing weight. But the gist was he didn't want to say anything. He woke up, saw it, no. and didn't want to say anything because he knew that I'd turn him, I'd immediately turn yes. towards him and cover him in weight, which would have freeze to him. That's <laughs> right, no. So, yeah. He'd be wearing a frozen wee helmet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course he would. But then when I brought that up again, you were like, but that's not even my best wee story. Oh, no, no, no. Parker, you know, Parker, you know, you know, he's all smart and all that, and, you know, he tells a bit of a wee story. But listen, you know, I keep my best wee stories, you know. I keep them in the world at all. Which is a Latvian accent. Um, my best wee story, uh, I also did... Uh, once, I, um, in, in a similar situation, comedy tour, got very drunk in Adelaide, yes. uh, woke up doing wee on Tim Smith's feet. Um, <laughs> he was in bed, and I was actually this time weighing on his bed on his feet, um, and didn't tell him, and uh, it was never brought up. So I assumed to this day, Tim Smith thinks, Jesus, it's weird that someone don't let him get wee out of my feet. Um, but one time, uh, I was living with a, my girlfriend, who was a lady, who I did with in the mood. But um, we were living in a flat, and uh, a friend stayed the night, a girl stayed the night, and uh, all this has got a lot to do with drinking. Mm-hmm. She got very drunk, and we had one of these, you know, like this wicker laundry basket in our room that was about, uh, I'd say, you know, so like like a wicker laundry basket. But it was one of those ones that looked a bit like if you uh, if you played some sort of weird flute, that it was possible a cobra would come out. Yeah, right. <laughs> one of those deals. And um, we're in the middle of the night. Uh, my girlfriend and I hadn't gone to sleep yet, and we were. And uh, and our friend comes in, this girl comes into the room, um, sleepwalking, clearly sleepwalking, walks in in her nightie, walks in, pulls her nightie up, sits on our little wicker basket and does wee on her clean clothes. (laughs) And uh, then gets up and goes back out to the house room. Now, then you're left with the problem, what do you do? Do you go, hey, you just did wee on our clothes or you just wear it and forget about it or, you know, like... uh, Because you normally have to wake up a sleepwalker, is that right? Something terrible would happen. Yeah. Apparently, if you yeah. Yeah, if you wake them up, they turn into zombies, and then uh, it's all off. Yeah. Yeah. It's really a good game. Yeah. I know this is getting off track, so you just slap me if it's getting too I was playing this game with a friend the other day. I told, if something, what would you something? And oh, it's like, okay. if you were attacked by... It's like, got to do with being attacked. So, okay, if you're attacked by zombies in a hardware store, what weapon would you use to defend yourself? Axe. Oh, Axe is an absolute beauty. I chose nail gun. Yeah, nail uh, gun. Nail, 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 nail gun's good because I thought, and what I'd do is I'd stand there with a the nail gun and I'd just take out zombies just boom, 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 until I had one nail left. Then I'd put the nail gun up to my head and then go, no, and put the nail through my own foot so I was stuck there and I'd just go, come on, and fight them. So I couldn't <laughs> run away. Are people likely to encounter the undead at Bunnings? Uh, <laughs> is this helpful advice? Uh, so I certainly want to run into them at home hardware, which I think you'll find is the quality oh, hardware oh, store. Sorry. Near faux pas. Yes, well, you'd be talking to the yellow dog. Sandy is my name. Uh, I am the yellow dog. You know that, Do you have to, uh, as the voice of Sandy, the yellow home hardware dog, mm-hmm. do you feel when you're out in public that mm-hmm. you have to watch your behaviour because you don't want to do anything that would bring disrespect <laughs> to Sandy? Uh, well, not so much to Sandy, but to Mr. Hardware himself. Um, yeah, I, I do have to kind of watch myself like uh, I find 
licking my genitals, for example. Yeah, I don't do yeah, that yeah, unless yeah. I'm at home. Yeah. Uh, scooting my bum along the carpet. <laughs> I, I do that maybe in a library, but only if there's no one looking. You know? <laughs> it's dandy dear. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, well, it's good that you bring up your own behaviour because yeah. it does serve as an inspiration to a lot of our listeners. Does hence the game, What Would Greg Fleet Do? We're gearing up for that. That'll be soon. I'll get this. <laughs> That was pink. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Leave me alone here. Get this on Triple M. Greg Fleet is sitting in Greg for this. Fleet's got an amazing news uh, the media empire news. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I don't know if everyone's aware of this, but uh, James Packer has uh, decided, well, Kerry Packer died. Yeah. And James Packer is, is uh, packing it in, as it were. He's sure. actually resigning. And uh, the family empire is being packed over by their younger, woolier brother, Al Packer. Oh, yeah. Well, break for the more fleet kind of thing. Hey, who has, does anyone in this room have a birthday June the 2nd? No. Uh, yeah, no. No, I didn't realise this. Uh, June the 2nd is International Whores Day. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah, International Whores Day. It's not called, like, sex worker or anything. No, no. See, this was in the paper over the weekend. Celebrating International Whores Day, a group of Sydney prostitutes took their first protest <laughs> march to one of the Harbour City's most public places, the Opera House. Said, this was the other day. International Whores Day is normally celebrated on June 2nd to commemorate a protest in the French city of Lyon in 1975 mm-hmm. when sex workers staged a sit-in at a church, uh, a lap-dead, at a mass lap-dead <laughs> of the, what they thought was a campaign of police harassment. So if you're a June 2nd birthday... You're a whore. Oh, well, you can be. Yeah, you can be. You can do it for. You can do it in the mood without a velocity outside your window. But as long as cash changes hands. So hello to international whores. Uh, what else has been going on? International. Is not international whores like where the Thunderbirds work? <laughs> I don't know. What else is going on with Greg Flynn? Speaking of the Packer Empire, mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't help but notice you on the catch-up last week. Oh, oh, the catch-up. Well, got away with it. Yeah. I watched it with, uh, without the sound on. Oh, so I could, was better? No, I could see the, the, the bemused looks you were getting. Uh-huh. I couldn't hear what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much the same kind of stuff I say here, but not met with the same support. <laughs> <that> <laughs> you I don't like the re- references to Charles Dart and Albert Camus. <laughs> oh, they were really down with Camus stuff. You know, you'd think he was some obscure French author. But um, no, they, uh, they, it was actually kind of, it was okay. I was on with the, uh, the assistant editor of Ralph magazine, <laughs> and we were on there... Um, because, uh, you know, they've been told that everything you know about men is not true. And so they were asking, you know, do men like being norms? And do men like some more norms? And all that. <laughs> no, I was just going to look, basically, they said, they said, should women, you know, aim to be really skinny? And I said, yes, they should aim to be really skinny, but not care if they don't achieve it. Because that's all that it really takes. It's just, just the effort to, you know, like, I, I've slept with plenty of people who aren't really skinny, but, uh, you know, <laughs> yes, I think we've heard about a few of them reading it this half hour. Yeah, but um, <laughs> the, you know, it's just the effort. It's just, you know, like, and we're trying to know the difference between men and women. Was I, did I have the riverboat captain facial hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was saying that was one of the big differences to me between men and women, is men will deliberately do something to their appearance that's quite ugly to amuse other people. Yeah. Yeah. Women generally don't do that. No, you don't sort of see the mutton chop uh, riverboat character. <laughs> 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 on your lady. <laughs> and the assistant editor of Ralph Magazine, was he, uh, when you went to the ads, was he expressing his concern that uh, the magazine had introduced the booty bank? Because I know uh, other publications, I think... Uh, 
Time magazine are going to get a booty bank page. Yeah, they are. <laughs> well, he didn't seem to care as much, and I'll tell you something, a bit of a secret. He was actually a really lovely guy, but I'll tell you, I, I, I just assumed he was like some guy they found at like sort of Cape Bloke, you know, and it's like, you know, sort of just, he lives in a land of giant breasts and all that yeah. stuff. And I said, oh, what are you doing with all this? And he said, I was working at NW. <laughs> and I went, oh, I said, oh, the bootleg bank. Yeah, I'm looking at a photograph of uh, six bums. Yeah. With a little bit too much other stuff being revealed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that, that, that one, the booty bank is overdrawn. Definitely, there's a lot of interest being paid on that particular booty bank. Who is going to be the first person from this show to get their ass into the Zoo Magazine booty bank? I'm thinking possibly Nicky. Well, also than us. Richard, cool. He waxes it. And he's got a little on there, Dean. Richard Russell Crowe tattoo on your ass. Actually, Metallica, but there you go. I waxed. I waxed. I actually had the. I actually had the full thing done. The really? Yep. The the crackback attack. The Sammy crackback attack. Yep. I didn't have. I didn't have her do it. Unfortunately. Why did you have it, Um, I was bored. I did it with tweezers. One at a time. Ow! There's too much information out. <laughs> hey, can we just ask, uh, when you're on the catch-up, uh-huh. uh, now, this is something that Ed actually dreamed, but uh-huh. we'd like to think that it maybe happens every day. When Libby Gore got up at the end of the show, mm-hmm. was there a suffocating sound man with a boom? <laughs> <laughs> there was. There was indeed, but uh, also I felt, I've known Libby Gore for a while, so she didn't necessarily want to play the action, and she's happily married. Of the four women who work on that show, three of them really wanted to play the magic. Mm. You can tell. <laughs> uh, and I was actually working. I was working on the show. I actually was actually working. <laughs> the, the, the mutton. Trying to shop. That'll be No, I got that back. I got that to just the 70s porn mutton. Oh, there is this small mutton. And I reckon, pretty much, you look around Australia, you ask any woman, they all want to play the magic. Right. Oh. We'll find out if that's true. That's an outrageous claim. Cecilia doesn't look that keen. <laughs> she wants the magic. Look, you know what? The first thing they do is say no. Well, they know, but you'll know that eventually they're going to come knocking on my door going, hey, you know, I said no about the fleeting magic. Oh, can I have someone? I go, mm, I'm not too sure about that. I've got my own philosophy. <laughs> okay, then. We'll find out if these outrageous claims are true next. Enormous fruits. <laughs> Now available in multi-grain, thanks to the Nissan Navara with its huge pulling power. Greg Fleet is here, an internationally recognised clear thinker, wouldn't you say, Ed? Mm. Definitely. Well, let's uh, put these powers to use. Yep. Mm. On problems that we're all facing, I, I yeah. think we need some music, though. Can mm. uh, you impress something? Or why don't we just chuck something together? Yeah. Okay, have you got your little wood blocks there? Yeah. yeah. Right here, there. Okay. Bit of that. Oh, that's a nice. You want me up? One of those, like, scratchy things that will turn. Yeah, I got one here.
jumping. Goblin. Uh, I don't hear. Uh, ring the block bell if you could, Mr. Barton. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like it's just been caught having a coffee in Greece with a wig on. Here's the problem for you. Stumper Greg, okay. uh, you're a fugitive, an international fugitive with yeah. millions and millions of dollars at your disposal. Why are you telling people about my life? <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, hypothetical. You need to disguise your appearance. What do you do? What's the answer? Uh, I would. What it, I, I certainly wouldn't try and adjust my height or weight. What I'd no. do is probably just chuck on something that looked like a wig. Yeah, really looked like a yeah, wig. Yeah, yeah. So that people went, that's got to be real hair because no one would wear a wig that fake. <laughs> uh, and then they'd just be so dead. They'd just go, no, God, that guy's hair is so hideous. I can't look at it anymore. Let's go try and find this criminal. <laughs> yeah, and uh, sort of. Mm, sort of, pretty much. Uh, well, that's what I'd do. Or I would uh, I'd have, like, tranquilizer gun yeah. with some of my product yeah. in it and I'd, every time someone came to arrest me I'd shoot them with like, my ecstasy gun and they'd just go oh yeah here he could go yeah it'd be cool <laughs> don't you think that uh, because he's in the mug truck wearing the wig mm-hmm. you should just wear it all the time from now on oh yeah all, right. all court appearances that wonderful little corridor you get usually I, I think uh, in the Victorian courts it's that tiny corridor from the van that's called. Oh, I had that in Sydney as well. That's, no, that's, called, in Sydney. that's, cool. that's called the jacket corridor. Because that's usually where they put the jacket over your head. Oh, it's it's right. about a second and a half of exposure. Yeah. And yeah. you remember when Naomi Campbell was being forced to do her community yeah. service? Yeah, and she was wearing, she was actually being sponsored to wear outfits. During oh, the one and a half second walk. Yeah, so what about oh, on the one and a half second walk? That's an opportunity that's going big. Yeah, it's space. Every sort of, you know, every time Carl Williams is in court. Okay. Who are you wearing? Who are you wearing? Zinga, Okay, I've got another fashion week next year. Yep. The four of us state a, you know what I mean, like a fashion parade. Yeah. Where it's just a van. Yep. With criminals getting let out, you can only see the clothes for one and a half seconds. That's a great idea. But I reckon the main bit of clothing you see is the jacket, because it's usually over. Over the head. It's basically yeah. a jacket parade. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, the good idea is pants over the head. Jump those pants over the head. Oh, jump That's why I love coming here because yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's not just one man working alone, it's a conglomerate. It's a crucible of ideas. Oh, it's a melting pot. It's an absolute tomorrow. Oh, sorry, Charles. <laughs> Another question for Mr. Fleet. Uh, Ed, any stumpers, anything you want cleared up? You've sent your picture into the booty bank into uh-huh. a few times and it's been rejected. Uh-huh. You're wearing a Impy as you can think to wear. What do you do, Greg? How do I get it in? Nude. Nude, right? Up. Get away with you. Yeah, forget the G-string. Draw the G-string on. He's holding it. Draw it on. Draw it on G. In what? Texter? Liquid paper? Uh, I'd go. Honey? I'd go with all. I'd go with honey. Absolutely. Because that can be laked off. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Mr. Marsley, any stumpers for the fleet man? Let's think on a grander scale, Greg. What about the uh, Russian missiles row? Oh, yeah. With uh, Tony Blair and uh, Vladimir Putin, see if you can wrap your head around that. He stepped into the Russian missile, is what I've just read. Mm. Tony Blair stepped into a Russian missile. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. By bluntly warning Vladimir Putin, he must decide whether he wants a constructive relationship with the West mm. or a punch in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, missile boy. Yeah. Are you a fan of Putin? 
I don't mind the Pope because, to me, the Pope is a little bit nuts and he's, he's bringing it old school. And I reckon he might just go, yeah, have a crack at this and just do something crazy. He likes, you know, having someone uh, get a bit of plutonium, you know. He doesn't mind with that. Uh, he doesn't mind mystery gas. Remember he, uh, Vladimir Putin's mystery gas? Oh, he doesn't mind the poisoning. Doesn't mind the poisoning and doesn't mind blaming MI5 MI for it. Yeah. I've got a Vladimir Putin tattoo, uh, which is fantastic because if you look at it, it's motivational because it just says, put in! Oh. Oh. Hey, what about the listeners? If they got a stumper, mm. some sort of problem, some sort of family dispute, mm-hmm. maybe a neighbours at war today, tonight style thing. I can fix it up. I can fix it up. More neighbours at war on oh. the uh, current affairs show last night. Oh, oh, that's obvious. You've fenced me. You've yeah. always got to have at least one fat bloke with no yeah. shirt on. Definitely. And preferably a smoky voiced old crime matriarch guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, yeah. a take no nonsense old broad. Yeah. 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 Any sort of relationship dramas, anything. Hearing up you I tell you, you get to solve problems. <laughs> Simple as that. One triple three five three. That song is technically illegal under state law restrictions. Dragon with rain here at the official observation on Triple M, where we're playing. What would Greg Fleet do? Here's what he'd do: he'd run up the corridor at 100 miles an hour. Hoping, obviously, that we were playing the extended mix of Dragon. We've got people on the line with genuine problems. I thought that was the extended version of Dragon. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Who's got a time, Leon? How are you? Thank you, guys. Good, mate. Good. Put it to Greg. Stop me, baby. All right, Greg, Greg, sorry. You've been hired by Russell Crowe to bring back his career, and you need to write a movie starring him. Uh-huh. What would your pitch be? Okay. Uh, okay, it's... Uh, Russell Crowe. Preferably a musical as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, okay. What it is, it's... Um, uh, Russell Crowe, obviously. It's started with that. It's Russell Crowe, Danny DeVito. Oh, yeah, I like this. Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, it's all... Uh, Tony me. Martin. It me. Okay. Ed Cavalier. Okay. Uh, Quintuplets. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's weird because the number doesn't quite work. Or does it? Are we Siamese quintuplets? Are we all joined at the hip? Do we have trouble getting out of a lift? What do you mean, are we? Of course you are. It's a movie. Don't be ridiculous. And um, so Robert and James plays a surgeon yeah. who has to decide which, because only one of them can live. Oh, you know, right. and, and so uh, would Russell get to do a big speech? Would it be yeah. the five of us, the five of me, we stand here united <laughs> as one soul? <laughs> bastard sons of a bastard father. Exactly. And together we'll save the orphanage. <laughs> Come ahead. And I would, I would actually play uh, the the corrupt kind of uh, what do you call it? Uh, orphan leader. Yeah, like you know the, the guy who the guy who Johnny Cash played in the in Gladiator. I'd play him. And he'd be like, Johnny Cash in Gladiator. <laughs> I think we're moving on. Thank you very much, Leon. Hi, Shane. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Put it away, my friend. I just told your neighbour to be quiet, huh? and he's come at you with a screwdriver. Oh yeah, yeah. Now is he going to fix your car? or Is he going to fix your Door. You know what he's going to try and do? He's going to try and stick that screwdriver in you, my friend. But you know what you do? You know what you do, my friend? You call out for the cab man, you call yeah. out for the fleet man, and the next thing you know, you got an axe and you got a nail gun at your disposal, yeah. and your neighbour is suddenly a little DIY. There you go. Yeah, well, 
Sorry, the idea of the on that thing of talking about, you know, like going at zombies with weapons. Yes. When we were on this tour and we were driving around this bus forward going, what would you go in? Would you go in with this? Would you go in with that? We pulled into one really small town and there was a kid standing in the middle of the road. You know when you're bored and you're a kid standing in the road with a shovel, slamming the shovel into the cement gutter. And I just went, how, that is the kid I would want at my back when the zombies attack. Because his weapon of choice is not only a shovel, but a blunt shovel. <laughs> He's blunting it up. That's what's going on in rural Australia. Who's going next? Hi, Boyd, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you guys? Excellent. I want to help you, Boyd. Well, okay. Um, you, you were talking about you know, being attacked by zombies. Yep, yep. I, I've got a different what if for you. Okay. You're walking down Swanson Street in uh, the city of Melbourne, yep, yep. and um, up ahead there's a big black cloud. Ooh. And there are people running and screaming, and there's just chaos in front of you. Mm-hmm. And the cloud's coming towards you. Mm-hmm. And as it approaches, you realise it's a big swarm of bats. Bat! Oh! Yeah. Now, you're with your best mate at the time, and you turn to him and you go, this is, this is kind of insane. So the bats come up, and they swarm all around you, uh-huh. and then they pick up your best friend, mm-hmm. and they fly off with him. Oh, right. Is this something that's actually happened to you, boy? Uh, no, it hasn't. But I mean, I think we've got to be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> what would you do? What would I do? That's in Swanson Street, Melbourne. What would I do? I would go uh, straight home to my mansion. I would, uh, I would get my butler, uh, and I would say, uh, "I'm going to go where." He would uh, open up some weird bookcase that would have a pole in it. I would jump on the pole. I would slide down into an underground cave where yeah. I have many computers. I would also arrive in a suit, not yeah. like a bat. Uh, I would be suddenly going by the name Batman. Yeah, it's just uh, going to take hours. They've already stolen the girl. I mean... Yeah, w- wouldn't that imply that you... Oh, it's a girl. I thought it was your best mate. It was actually a girl yeah. they've taken. I'd just punch on with the bat then and get me the chick back. Yeah, I... Yes, bang, that is. 
is the John Butler Trio, the Pikachu mm. Butler Trio, if we call it. the last time you were here, please. Yeah, after you left, we got everything you said and we chopped it up and we fashioned it into something called the Fleetcast 2. Oh my goodness, am I going to get blackmailed with this? Is it something where I admit to something oh, I didn't really do? I can't remember what's in there, but it's pretty uh, incriminating. Yeah, it's incriminating, it's inflammatory. Fleetcast 2 up on the website, the first of our guests to get a second dedicated podcast. Oh, yes! What I love this show so much. I get so excited when I come here. Well, there's so much uh, at the website. If you go to the website and look at the podcast, www.com.au, forward slash get this. That's your thing. Well, this week we added podcast 91. Thank you, Superman. Of course, you can still get podcast 19. I like uh, one of my favourites, podcasts. <laughs> and it was way back in the early days, podcast. Clearly out of date, though. Tonight, I'm going to party like it's podcast 1999. <laughs> it's podcast 92, and we don't have... Um, Mm, well, in seven podcast time, you know we can get the song. Yeah, so we're all forward <laughs> to that. We might just jump to that one. Yeah. But we don't really have a song with the number 92 in. But nonetheless... In here, 92, 92, no. That's what I came up with. I'm happy with podcast 92. <laughs> I've laughed till I nearly threw up. Saw the details following there's nothing for snacks or friends. There's no bullpip plums. There's no sign of what animal would you steal from the zoo, the zoo, the zoo. But I'm hoping the settled job and Andrea Powell and Peter Rose on this well. is right up. That is one of my favourite things you've ever done. Interesting that there, because he's such a purist on the possibility. Yeah, but we haven't got an instrument. Are you going to be able to hear the real David Bowie underneath? Oh, wasn't happy. Your answer to that was. Uh, I'll put that phase effect on. There you go. Yeah. And you won't notice. There we go. Oh, yeah. 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 And we did it. It's an old trick I learned from Phil Spector. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, point. Uh, yes. And shooting ladies in the teeth. Very good dodgy wig. This 40 cents, uh, I was going to keep, but I'm now giving that to you for what you just oh, To buy my own authentic Tony Mockbell wig. Yeah. Yeah. What about for Mockbell, mm-hmm. when he comes back, do all the Spectre wig? Yeah, oh. every day, different Spectre week. He nice. won't expect that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you've sold the atmosphere. Time for a song. Let's wind things up in a moment. <laughs> 